Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, uh, we're going to be talking again on probably what we talked about last week. It all it's, it's, The Bible is so thematic. And again, once we get born again, saved, redeemed, reconciled, God has a, a plan and a purpose in his kingdom. And his kingdom is, you know, Jesus said no one can come to the Father unless he come to the Son. So you got to get born again. You got to receive Jesus, Lord and Savior. And that's really simple. Scripture said if you uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God sent Jesus and he raised him from the dead. If you believe in your heart and declare that with your mouth, you're saved. And then we know you follow it up with water baptism. And then uh, that's when uh, the real work starts. That's when uh, we go on this lifelong journey. Of a renewal. <laughs> Sanctification. Sanctification. We go on that renewal. And a lot of people, Richard, they don't they don't get that part. They just think they can sporadically just come to a church service. They don't have to learn. They don't have to be reprogrammed by the renewing of their mind. They don't have to learn what thus said the Lord. They just said, hey, you know what? I go to church every now and then. And that type of person, the scripture refers to him as a carnal Christian. Uh, that's one whose mind is not renewed because they still are, are programmed by the world system. Again, we get saved, born again. We get a new spirit, but we didn't get a new mind. We still have a, a devil or world system programmed mind. And God wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to think like he thinks. Like kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, which is the kingdom of God, kingdom from heaven. He wants to think like kingdom citizens. And I'm going to read this verse out of Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to start off at verse 17. In my Bible, I have an ever-increasing faith study Bible. It has subtopics. And the subtopic in my Bible, right at Ephesians 4, 17, it says, the new man. Uh-oh, so that lets me know that must be an old man. <laughs> and we know the Bible talks about a lot about the old man. But look what it says. Uh, and this is Paul speaking to the church at, at uh, Ephesus. So we're speaking to the church at Chico. And here's what he says. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Now, Gentiles means somebody that don't have a covenant relationship with God. And if you wasn't saved and not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So talking to unsaved folk, he say, don't walk like unsaved folk or live like unsaved folk because you're in the kingdom now. You're a child of God. Verse 18 
He gives some definition to what he was just saying. Having their understanding darkened. That's their mind, because that's where your understanding takes place, that in your mind. He says darkened. Well, there's an opposite of darkened. It is lightened, <laughs> enlightened. So he says they have to, don't you be like them, because you're in the family of God now. Don't have your understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. He just called them ignorance, <laughs> the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. And I want to get to this part. He, he makes this declaration about th that particular Christian. But you have not so learned Christ. Again, God wants us to learn who we are, this new creation. And look what he says in verse 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. And we always talk about this on this broadcast. If it ain't come out of the Bible... It ain't the truth. <laughs> the truth is in Jesus. It ain't in Amen. politicians. It ain't in the world system. It ain't in what mama and them said. It, it, it ain't in ungodly counsel. The truth is in Jesus. And I, I'm going to keep reading here. And now he said that you put off, uh-oh, concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And I wrote right there the old sin nature. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And that's what God wants us. To, and that's a continuation. We got to continue every day. We have to put on this new mind. That's why Paul also told us in Galatians to crucify the flesh daily. So you want to put off that old man every day. And every morning you want to put on the new man. And you can do that by making a declaration. This is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. So now you got to, your mind should always be, you should always be being transformed by the renewing your mind as you develop in your Christianity, your spirituality. You should be growing and start to think like God more and more, not less and less. You should be drawing near to him, not away from him. And when I say that, your thoughts what you believe it shouldn't be based on what the world programmed you to believe that should be less and less we should be more and more because there's another scripture that says we are to be conformed into his image we're being transformed into the image of jesus that's what god wants us and in ephesians he tells us he gave us some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and it says in verse 12 it says that we may Grow up into the full measure of the stature of Christ Jesus. Again, Jesus is the sample son. He's the role model. We should, as Christians, we should be looking, acting, walking, and talking, and demonstrating Jesus more and more as we go on in our lives. And again, that's not happening in the body of Christ. And that's why we have this show, Faith on Fire. Because <laughs> we want to continue to encourage you to, to move that direction and not the direction. Remember? What Paul said in Galatians to the church of Galatia, who's bewitched you? You didn't came this far. Now, who's bewitched you? After starting with the spirit, why do you want to go back? Right. And we got a lot of Christians. And you see, we have to be reminded well, see, not to go back. Here's the thing. And I, we've, we've talked about this before, I'm sure. Most Christians realize that they can't, they couldn't make themselves right before God. So they 
put their faith in Jesus, and because of that faith, God poured out his grace on them. So we are saved by grace through faith. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, just like the Galatians found, the Galatians then were saved by grace, but then they heard about all these other works that they should do, and they started doing them. And that's why Paul says to them, who has bewitched you? Why, after starting with the Spirit, do you want to go back to works? There are lots of Christians who have the same problem in that they want to go back to works, that they want to go back to doing certain things so that they can keep their salvation. God gave his grace as a gift, and he continues to give us his grace as a gift. So we don't have to earn our salvation. We don't have to do works to keep our salvation. And that is not what we're talking about. Anybody hears us and thinks, well, they're talking about, I got to go back to doing works so I can keep my salvation. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is when you have a relationship with God, you need to develop it. Right. <laughs> and so let's say that you meet a man, you meet a woman, and you really like them and you ask them out on a date and you go out on a date and now you like them even more, what would you do? Would you pull back and never want to see them again? Or would you develop that relationship? Would you work at that relationship? Or, or, or press into. The scripture right. talks about pressing into the kingdom of God. And that's what we're talking about in your relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus. We're not talking about going back and doing works. We're not talking about, okay, now you have to go back and do some works or else God won't love you anymore. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is you need to now, as Vince just said, press into that relationship. You need to seek after him the same way. I can remember when I've been married here in another couple of weeks. I've been married to my wife for 35 years. We dated for about three and a half years before that. I was almost just about a couple of months from graduating from high school. I married my high school sweetheart. I remember when we first met, they didn't have cell phones in those days. I won't say how old I am, but we didn't all have cell phones when I went to high school. I know there are teenage kids today that think that anybody didn't have a cell phone when they were a teenager was fighting Ooh, you dinosaurs. Guys, you guys didn't have house phones. You know, no, they, they, they were fighting dinosaurs on the way to school. We didn't have cell phones. So I would see my wife, and then I would get home as fast as I could so I could get on the phone and call her. And then I would talk to her as long as I could, usually till I could get back to see her again. <laughs> and so I desired to spend time with my wife as much as I could possibly in person. But then if I couldn't do that, then on the phone. And that's all God saying. And that's, that's that was my diligence. desire. I didn't say, man, I really like her. I think someday I might want to marry her. So I'm never going to speak to her again. Right. I'm just going to speak to her once a week once for Once a hour. week, right, right. I'm just going to kind of sporadically hang out with her. No, I wanted to be with her as much as I could. That's what we're talking about here, is in this relationship with Jesus that you pursue him the same way you would pursue that person of your dreams that you want to spend time with. I was really bad. Boy, in, in nowadays they'd probably call me a stalker because I didn't have any any classes with my wife. So I knew what car she drove, so I parked my car beside hers in the school parking lot, and then I would make sure I saw her going to her car, and I would time it so I would get to my car the same time as hers. Right, right. So Been there, that done I could that. talk to her, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, they'd probably say I was stalking her and want to throw me in the slammer. But, right, right, right. But back in the day, you know, that was kind of how you did it. Right. My wife actually said that about me. I stalked her. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. That's just guys. That's just guys <laughs> going after their love. And But 
That's kind of pursuing what we, their love. That's what we need with God. We need to pursue Him, right. almost like you're stalking Him. Like, right. Like you, and He you doesn't mind. He right. doesn't mind you stalking. He's him. not calling the cops. <laughs> right. He's not gonna call anybody. He ain't hey, gonna call you a weirdo. Man, they're stalking me here. They're, right. they're always wanting to hang out. Right. They're always right, wanting right, to be right, right. He wants that. That's what we're talking about here is in the pursuit of the relationship with him. We're not talking about works. We're not talking about you got to do this or anything else. We're talking about just pursuing the relationship, wanting to speak to him in prayer, wanting to speak to him, listen to the word as, as he speaks to you in the word, spend time with his people. It's, that's the pursuit that we're talking about. Right, and back to Ephesians. Here in Ephesians chapter 2, as you were speaking, I was led to the scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll pick it up at uh, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. And uh, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So you, you, it's not of your own works. If so, you'll be able to boast about it. Well, I did that. That's why God loves me so much. Because I went and fed the homeless at the Jesus Center. He's not talking about that. That doesn't get you in there. But verse 10, I like this verse. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. See, good works is part of our calling, our purpose. That's what he's going yeah, yeah, yeah. to naturally come out of it. Right, 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 right. Look, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And the Bible says walk in them. It means live it out. So God wants us to continue to live out our life just as Christ did. Again, he's the elder brother. He's the role model. He's the sample son. So we should, And he's the head of the church, which is his body, according to Ephesians. So we're the body of Christ, the saints. We're to grow up into the head. That's the, what God wants us to Remember, we're Jesus' hands and feet. We're the body of Christ. So our job is, our responsibility as a Christian is to do what the Bible refers to as spiritual maturity, development. You have to develop now, and that's going to, you'll get a chance to prove that because over in Romans when he says, present yourself to living sacrifice, holy unto God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, God wants us to start thinking and acting and, and demonstrating the word of God. And, and again, I always tell people that latter part, that you may prove what that good and perfect acceptable will of God is, Every day is going to give us an opportunity to prove that or demonstrate that. If our minds are being renewed, are we really representing Jesus, which our Lord and Savior, our King and his kingdom? Are we really representing that the way he desires us to? Or are we still conformed to this world or a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian walks by uh, the facts. Well, see, probably everybody's heard the saying, birds of a feather flock together. Uh-huh. Really meaning that the people you hang out with are going to rub off on you. You're going to start to act like them. Right. Well, you know what? As Christians, are we going to spend all our time watching TV? Are we going to spend all our time doing worldly stuff? Because if we do, the world's going to rub off on us. Right. If, You're going to be conformed gonna, to the world. Right. Are we going to spend our time with Jesus and pursuing our relationship with him? And he will rub well, off on you. us. <laughs> and as that scripture you just said, we will naturally then do good work. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more you are naturally going to do good works. You're not going to set out saying, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. 
you will just naturally do good works the more that you hang well, out with Jesus. that other scripture we re reference in Ephesians 4, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now he's talking about subconsciously. You're going to act and walk and talk like the sample son Jesus subconsciously. Now, why? Because you've been doing it for a period of time. You know, and he's rubbing off on you. Right, he's You're rubbing off act on like me. Him. Right, right. And and here's the thing. And in, in the studio right now, our subconscious. Well, if you're sleeping, there's a fly flying around in the studio. If we're in our homes at night in our beds, and that same fly is flying around us, we're sleep, unconscious. But our subconscious is at work. Because while you're unconscious, sleep, and a fly fly on you, subconsciously you're gonna shoo him away. You can't see him, but your subconscious mind is working. That's the way he wants you to be working as a Christian. He, that's why he say be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's deep down in the core of your subconscious. So automatically, when a, somebody flips you off in traffic, you don't flip them back. Right. You, 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 you never insist on the right of way. You bless those that persecute you. You and that automatically might be in your family lives in your house with you. Right. You automatically pray for those who spitefully use you. You automatically forgive and you don't go on the offense and hold a grudge. Now, because that's how Jesus did. And he didn't he didn't have to think about doing it. He just did it automatically. It just came out of him. And that's where God wants us. Right. See, as we grow in maturity, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna you happen. Know, you just think about your own life and how you mature and things that you know, like when you're a kid, you cried a lot, yeah. maybe. But you don't do that anymore. You just, as you got older, you just don't do that anymore. Right, right. I, I, see, I was getting on my grandson this morning about that. Right, I mean, well, every once in a while, you'll see a little kid in the grocery store, and they want to go home, oh, and yeah. they're not done yet, and so they throw a fit. That's okay till you're like 50. If you're 50 and start throwing a fit like that, it's not going to look so good. So as we mature, we just don't do those kind of things anymore. And there's all kinds of things in our life. That as we mature, we just don't do. Other things as we mature that we do do. I, I tell people this all the time as a man. When you're a, a boy, when you're a little kid, there's a noise outside or whatever. Your dad goes to investigate. You Nobody expects you to go out there. Pop doesn't look at you and say, get out there and see what's going on. Me and your mom <laughs> hide under the closet. Yeah. Dad's going to go find out. Then you get a little older. I was trying to describe this to somebody. You get to be like a teenager, and now you might go out with dad. It kind of like got his back a little bit. And then at some point, you don't even realize when it was, you're the guy going outside to see what's going on. Right. Everybody's looking at you, counting on you. And well, you don't really yeah, that's, know that's the way it is in my household now. Happened, but it's just in the way as you mature, that's what happens. I mean, some guy, I've been married for 35 years. My wife, if we hear something outside, isn't going to look at me and go, and I don't look at her and say, you know, you got to go out there and get that. I'm going to lock myself in the bathroom. You got to get out there and see what's happening. No, as you mature, you take on those roles in life. And that's the way we are as Christians. As we mature, we take on the, what would Jesus do? We take on the attributes of him just naturally in maturity. Well, because we're, we're spending time with him and hanging out with him. And again, as you're speaking and giving that example, I'm going to give a, a, an example story a short story an example what happened this morning at six o'clock i'm going to give it to you after i read the scripture i got a call at six in the morning and usually on mondays it's kind of my stay in the house don't get up till at least nine but i got a call this morning but i'm going to reference this scripture 
and this is in line with what you were just saying. This is what Paul declared, because Paul got a revelation of who he was in Christ Jesus. And he always revealed to us who we were in Christ Jesus. But look what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And, and this is just coming more alive to me, because this is where I believe I'm at and growing deeper. Second, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. He said, and my speech, means the words that come out of my mouth, and my preaching were, and I'm going to say, are not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Human wisdom is what you get from the world system. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's where our faith should be now. It's not in the wisdom. It's not conformed to this world, but it's in the power of God. Now, here's my example. I got a call this morning from a, a sister in Christ. She's headed to Arkansas for a family reunion. And I just my, answered my phone at 6 in the morning. She said, oh, Pastor Vince, I just want you to just call in to ask for a prayer. I'm in Oklahoma right now. And uh, we're, we're approaching a, a storm, a big lightning, hail storm, whatever. And, I, and everybody in the car is afraid. So we called you and asked you to pray for us. Again, we're supposed to be training up the saints. But anyway, but you keep calling me. She'll get it one day. And uh, again, I demonstrated this here. So soon as she said this, now I just woke up. She woke me up. I was asleep. So now subconsciously, I'm still not just a hearer but a doer. So I go into a prayer. Not, please, Lord, please, I go into doing what Jesus did. Remember, he's the sample son. What did Jesus do when everybody else was afraid of the storm? What did he do? Spoke to the storm. So that's what I did this morning with the young lady over the phone. I just said, I take authority over you, storm, and I command peace, be still, in the name of Jesus. And then I went to thank God for his angels encamping around them and giving his angels charge over them and keeping them safe and that no weapon that's formed against the prophet. But I first spoke to the storm and, and rebuked it. Now that was at 6 a.m. when she called me and then I got a text again from her. I got a text from her at 7 o'clock by the time I had woke up and she said the sky looks way better with no more rain or lightning. Prayer works. Yeah. But see, I'm just saying I'm not bragging. It's not me. It's the father in me. He does the work. But all I was doing was being doing what the sample son, what the example Jesus did, because I believe <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm maturing. I don't use human wisdom to say, well, they're in Oklahoma. I can't speak to the storm. I just got to pull over, and get a motel to the storm subside. No, I went on here and spoke to it in the name of Jesus. I didn't do it in the name of Vince or Richard Hoyt Jr., I did it in a name that's above every name, on heaven and earth and under the earth and earth. So I spoke to it, and I went back to bed through 6. I wasn't planning on getting up to 8, and I got up around 8.30. So I went back to sleep, and then when I woke up around 8-ish, I looked at my phone, and there was the text. And, and I just said, and I texted her back, praise the Lord, glory to God. I gave him the glory. I didn't say, yeah, yeah, I told you I was good at this. No, I gave him the glory. But then, now, I'm just using that as an example of spiritual maturity. And that's what we're supposed to do. Now, that, can, that example can be translated in a thousand other examples throughout our day. That just happened to me Monday morning at 6. Somebody woke me up with it, and I just responded the way Jesus would respond. Well, you know, we were looking in church this week at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. 
And Paul says to them, I came to you in fear and trembling. I, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. didn't want to know anything except for Christ and him crucified, that all things would happen mm-hmm. through the power of God. And that's, and that's, what that's exactly what you're The next scripture is verse 4, the one I just referenced. And so it's all through the power of God. It's not through our power. It's not. See, sometimes people are scared to pray or they're scared to do things because they think, well, it'll be up to them and they can't do it. It's, a, it's the power of God. That, Paul says, I came to you in fear and trembling. And I recounted, he, he was beaten with rods three times. He was beaten with a cat of nine tails, basically is what it was, five times. He was shipwrecked three times. When you see the things that happened to him, he was attacked by mobs over and over, and he still kept preaching. So when he says to you, I came with fear and trembling, even a cursory look at Acts tells you he was no coward. So when he starts talking about fear and trembling, you say, why is he talking about fear and trembling? He's obviously not a coward. He's talking about the fact that he didn't come on his own power. He but, didn't come on his own strength, just like you. You didn't pray that in the name of Vince. Uh-uh. It didn't have, it wasn't Vince doing it. It was the power of God. And that's what Paul's talking about there is this is all in the power of God. And here's what the person that called you needs to realize they have access to that power the same as you right. or me or anyone else. Everybody listening to this broadcast that's a believer has access to that power. Well, Jesus said it in Romans 8. He said, if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. And again, back to that scripture in 1 Corinthians 2. This is what Paul was saying, for I determined not to know anything among you except, except Jesus Christ, Christ and him crucified. crucified. And, and, but what that meant, what did it mean to me? What did Jesus Christ and him being crucified, what was the benefit to me? Well, the benefit to me is I can, I'm redeemed, restored, and reconciled back to God. Now I can now operate like the first Adam, because Jesus is referred to in the scriptures as the last Adam. He came back to restore back to mankind with the first Adam lost. That's why we call it the fall. (laughs) But Jesus is the rise, the risen one. So all Adam was called to name all the animals. That's the authority that he operated out, that guy ordained him with. Jesus came to restore us back to our original place, our relationship with God and the spiritual authority that we have. But people need to understand, though, that they can have this power available to them. It's available. to anybody. It tells us back to Romans. Jesus hears our prayers Wednesday night at midnight, Tuesday night at midnight, Friday morning at 6 a.m., and he's always available. Well, and and again, and that's just on, we have access to God through prayer, but we also, Scripture says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. We can decree things. That's what I did this morning. I just commanded that storm to stop, and obviously it did. And again, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. So we just want to encourage you as you continue to go through this week, keep walking by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 
888-529-9527, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.